This is the Judge Janine Tuttle the Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. I hope everyone's enjoying their Sunday so far. It is a sunny day here in New York City after a lot of rain. And uh, I got to tell you, I think it's been the summer of rain. Uh, I'm not so sure how the climate change people uh, assess that, but uh, it seems like it's wetter than drier. But it's always uh, great to have you with us, and we are armed and ready to serve justice here with all my great listeners on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, There is so much that happened this week. I mean, Donald Trump having to go to Florida, uh, uh, Donald Trump having to go to Georgia, I'm sorry, Fulton County, where uh, he had a mugshot taken. The president of the United States had a mugshot taken. He wasn't arraigned, folks, as he was in the other three indictments. In uh, in this case, uh, he had to go to the county jail, which is, I understand, a despicable place, and have his photo taken. But let me tell you something, folks. That photo will be iconic. And uh, people are already making it part of their uh, social justice, uh, uh, of their uh, social media, I should say. And uh, it is and will be the number one mugshot, I think, uh, of all time for a long time. Uh, It is sad that you've got Rudy Giuliani, who was such a hero, bringing RICO cases against the mob, uh, who is now charged with Rico himself. Uh, I think this was all about Rudy and making sure that it, they sent him a message on Rico. But the uh, fourth indictment of this president on flimsy charges, many of which uh, are already included in Jack Smith's indictment, tells me that uh, they are superfluous and the feds uh, if they go to trial first, I doubt that a lot of these charges can even be tried in Georgia. But who knows the justice system anymore? It's not what it used to be. And we had the debate this week. I got to tell you, I was impressed by Vivek Ramaswamy. I mean, when he said basically drill, frack, and uh, start burning some coal and stop apologizing for China, stop giving business to China, uh, and unlock American energy. Uh, he said all the things that Americans were thinking and feeling. Look, it's just like trying a case in front of a jury. In this situation, the audience is the jury, and those uh, candidates are the lawyers pleading their case. Uh, Ramaswamy, according to the stats, he apparently won, and uh, I would say so too. Little weak on foreign policy, but it's not to be—it's uh, not surprising. I'm sure, you know, he's got time to kind of bone up on that kind of stuff. Nikki Haley, I thought was great, uh, and I was very disturbed by the fact that there was uh, uh, some comments in the media, and uh, I even saw one uh, on Fox where a guy said, "Oh, you know, Nikki was yelling, and she needs to." Calm down. And I'm like, wait a minute. All the guys on stage were yelling. Why do you have to look at a potential president of the United States? Because she's a woman. You're going to call her a yeller. But uh, that was very offensive to me. I think DeSantis kind of held his own. Uh, I think word has gotten out about his inability to connect with people. Uh, But the real winner, you and I both know it was Donald J. Trump. He wasn't even there. Uh, He did the show with Tucker on Twitter. They say it's had 200 million views. 
uh, which says a lot in itself. So the, today on the show, we're going to have uh, 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 Curtis Sliwa talking about immigration. We're also going to have Tyrus, my friend Tyrus from Fox News, who's going to be talking about uh, uh, Donald Trump and that iconic mugshot. And we'll get to all those topics and break it all down for you here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. It's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Judge Janine show. Joining us now is a radio talk show host that I am sure you are familiar with and founder of the Guardian Angels. Please join me in welcoming Curtis Sliwa, who's got a lot up his sleeve. Uh, do they use that line during the course of your career, or am I the first to coin it? Well, up my uh, red sateen <laughs> jacket sleeve, because I'm always wearing the red jacket of the Guardian Angels. Well, let me tell you, Curtis, I've always been someone who very much appreciates what you do, because you step in when the government is not ready to take care of its citizens, which, as you well know, is the first obligation of the government. But let's just forget that for a minute. Let's talk about immigration. Let's talk about illegal aliens. Now, I prefer to call them that because that's in the law, but they've changed it to migrants so that it becomes normalized. It's almost like, you know, crime. The more you talk about it, the more normalized it is. But you've got an interesting relationship, not just with crime, but with immigration. So talk to me. Well, remember, the illegal aliens crossing the border are like the fair jumpers who don't pay their subway fare. They're just violating the law. But we have a Biden administration who basically... When he was debating uh, Trump, when Trump was president, said, I'm your Papa Chulo. I get elected president. You can all come in. That's the one campaign uh, promise he has fulfilled to destroy our country. Unlimited illegal immigration, not only at our southern border, that's where we focus, but they're coming in from the northern border because of NAFTA, North American Free Trade Agreement. There is an, uh, a part of it where you, if you get to Mexico City, you can fly to Toronto, Montreal, then work your way down, which they're doing. They're coming across the border. Into but why would they do that? Stop, stop. Why would they go to the north if they're coming from Mexico City? Just come right in. Oh, because it's so easy. You come in at the northern border. There's no security on the American but and Canadian there security? side. But is there security at the southern border? Yeah, briefly, briefly. And you got to queue up with like tens of thousands of people who got oh, there before yeah, you. You have to wait in line, in the, in the illegal line. And I you get know, it. in Canada, they give you everything. They give you more than that we actually give you. And they say, oh, thank you, Trudeau, but we're on our way to New York. Yeah. They all want to come to New York City because the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, who won't take on the socialists and AOC, all our crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, will never name and shame Biden, you know, because he's the Biden of Brooklyn, has just invited in these illegal aliens back in August when Governor Abbott was saying, no mas, no mas, please help us. We're not a sanctuary state. We're overwhelmed. I got to send them to sanctuary cities and states. Eric Adams, come down to the Texas border, see what we're dealing with. And, you know, in typical Eric Adams fashion, he called him a racist. Yep. And then he yep. said, you know what? We're going to give him everything. And then that began our downfall because now they as an expectation when they get here, they're going to be in a three-star hotel, three squares, iPhone, cell phone, Vespa, motorbike. 
you name it. And I want to know where all the women and children, Jane. Yeah, you know what? I see the same thing that you do. I see all young men in between the ages of maybe 17 and 30 at most, and they're alone. They don't have kids and wives. I mean, I don't know where they're coming from. Now, but... assume, assume that they truly were seeking asylum because of oh, political yeah. unrest in their country. Yeah. Hey, your military age, get a gun, fight. For your country, just like our patriots did against the Brits. What did you run? You cut and run? Of course, because why wouldn't you come to New York City? Eric Adams is on TV every day. He was promoting what a good city we are, how we take care of illegal aliens. And they have all the technological advanced ways of communicating with all of their people in their countries of origin. So, in fact, they tell them, you better get to the border before they decide to close it. They don't okay. realize with uh, Joe Biden, they're never going to close the border. Well, I, th- that's not the plan, clearly. I mean, the fact that we've got, what, in two years, we've got something like three million. Some people say five million. That doesn't include the gotaways. So uh, there is an intent on the part of the Biden administration. I mean, you put bo- you put Kamala Harris in charge of anything, you know nothing going to happen. So what is the intent? What? Well, where is he going with this? Well, look, I understand it from a political point of view uh, right here in New York City, where we are broadcasting from uh, years ago, over a century ago, Tammany Hall, all Irish Democrats welcomed every boat fleeing Ireland during the potato famine. Right. And they met them in lower Manhattan, in Brooklyn. And they said, look, here's an envelope, with some money to hold you over. We're going to put you up in a tenement. Always remember it was the Democrats, not the Republicans. So you got to get out to vote. And you can go into Irish homes today, Janine, and they'll have a picture up there of Jesus Christ, the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. Patrick's, JFK. JFK. And if they could, they would put up a plaque to Tammany Hall because they would say the Democrats were there for us and we owe them our vote. Although now they're starting to realize that whatever covenant they made with the Democrats – it's over. It's broken. They know that. They know that because they're paying for the illegals who are coming into the country. Look, it is the end of August. School is supposed to start in a couple of weeks. The obligation of the United States government is to educate children in this country. The government doesn't distinguish between the children of illegals who are illegal themselves. Uh, and I'm not talking about the kids that were born here. Uh, I'm talking about the illegals who were brought here. What is the impact on the schools? And does Eric Adams or the Chancellor of Education have any idea what they're going to do with these kids? No, they're just begging constantly for money. Now, you know Chuck Schumer, majority leader in the Senate can find money under the uh, pillows of a Castro convertible, under a mattress. He is a magician in finding money. Notice he he hasn't put up a penny to Eric Adams, nor has Hakeem Jeffries. Why? Because they don't trust Eric Adams. He's under investigation now for the contracts that he has signed that are no bid and they're kickbacks. This is is New York State. I mean, uh, Sheldon Silver was the same for like 30 years before they got him out. There's no doubt he was a pig with his beak in the trough. But this is overwhelming. One, one, one point. Doc Go. He signed a four hundred and thirty-two million. Oh, 
don't even start with that. Right. So you understand. All right. Let's tell our listeners. Okay. DocGo that Curtis is talking about is a contract that Eric Adams entered into. It was a no bid contract, folks. No bid. What does that tell you? He gives it to someone he knows. Why? I don't know. There must be a reason. Kickback. And uh, I'm not going to say that because I'm a prosecutor uh, uh, unless I got the proof of it. But what these fools do is they send the illegals all over the state and in Buffalo after one illegal raped a woman in front of her three-year-old, then another illegal starts uh, molesting another woman in a hotel. And you know what it is alleged that DocGo did? Uh, GovGo. What Doc? No, Doc. D-O-C-G-O. Right. What DocGo did, what they apparently did was they went to the Cheektowaga Police Department in the Erie County and tried to get them to not file a report. Now, first of all, what do they get $432 million for? Do they screen these people? Are they now responsible Judge, for them? They've never had a history of doing any kind of this work. And so now, Democrats are looking into this. Tish James, who only only investigates anything named Trump. Right. The Trump business, Trump family, Donald Trump, that's all she has time for in her life. She's investigating this. Our city council, which is filled with Democrats, are investigating the Democrats are saying, where is the money going to? Where's the accountability? Kathy Hochul, the governor, in a blistering 14-page letter from her attorney said, right. we gave you $1.5 billion, Eric. You haven't even given us one invoice, one receipt. Show me the money. Where's the money? I'm telling you, Eric Adams is taking care of his support, his friends of Eric Adams, and to hell to the rest of us. Okay, but what about schools? So I'm an American. Yeah. I've got my kids, say my seven-year-old is going to school. Now we have to put another child there. And, you know, I have no no animosity toward the children. I mean, bless them. But at the same time, they don't speak English. We have to hire more teachers who speak their language. And let's be clear, they're not all coming from Mexico. We got them from India, Africa, Pakistan, the Arab countries. I mean, who pays for that? We do. The citizens of New York. There's no state dollars that go to that. There's no federal dollars. The city taxpayers. By next year, because I ran against Eric Adams. Right. By the way, I heard your introduction. Thank you. But I will be running against him again because we got to get him out of there. The next election cycle. But according to all the analytics, by next year, we will be on the verge of fiscal insolvency. Where we were in the 70s, when Ed Koch had to live under a brand new mayor, a fiscal control board in which Governor Kerry at that time, Felix Roatan of the bankers, and Victor Godfound of the unions wanted to see every nickel, dime, and penny spent. All right. So now what we've got is we have a Department of Education, a federal Department of Education. Some of the candidates this week talked about getting rid of the Department of Education. Would you get rid of the federal department? Uh, Vishwani, what the, whatever Ramaswamy. the hell his name is. He wanted to get rid of every department, not just the department. Well, of you know, you can't blame him, to be honest with you. I mean, what the hell do they do other than jam indoctrination? Oh, no doubt. Uh, I would give the money to the states and let the states give the money to the local school districts. And the parents and to the decide. Parents to give them choice. Right. If you want to homeschool your kid, fine. Charter school, parochial school, public school, fine. But the teachers' unions know that most parents will choose charter, parochial, or homeschooling. Which is why. And that means they're going to be out of uh, all the benefits that you get as a... So how do they stop it? Uh, how do they stop it? Right. Well, they can't stop it right now because, remember, it's a built, built-in part of the bureaucracy. And there are a lot of elected officials who clearly get wine-dined and pocket line by these teachers' oh, unions. know it. I mean, and notice... 
Who's the leader of the pack? Ah, Weingard! And she destroyed the city when she was the head of the UFT here. So the Peter Principle came in effect. They kicked her upstairs. She's the head of the American Federation of Teachers, Randy Weingarten, and well, she's destroying our look, country. Look, not only that, but, you know, I keep saying this, and I just, somebody explain this to me. She's been to Ukraine three times. Why the head of the American Federation of Teachers or United Federal, UFT, whatever they call themselves now, why is she in Ukraine? You know what her excuse was? I want to compare the education system in Ukraine to our education system. What the hell are you talking about? There is no education system in Ukraine. All the schools have been raised. The kids are not going to school. Are you sure she didn't want to sign up as a lobbyist for Burisma? <laughs> it's very lucrative. Very well, lucrative. you know, they she, say... She would never have to show up. She knows nothing about energy, oil, or natural gas. Hey. she get a nice payday. Hey, but you know, you asked the question like Donald Trump, didn't they impeach you? Yes. You try to figure out what's going on there. Let's shut him up and impeach him. Yeah. All right, speaking of Donald Trump, and I want to get to you and your arrest, because now you're a criminal, uh, allegedly. You've been arrested. Well, let's stick with that for a second. Yeah. Why? Why are you allowing yourself to be arrested? Well, remember, our mayor decided last week to say, I'm like Gandhi. Uh, I believe in Gandhi. I want to be like Gandhi. Well, Gandhi always used nonviolent civil disobedience to make his points. So that's what we're doing at all these locations where they're putting the illegal aliens in. Uh, neighbors have gotten together, mostly Democrats. This is shocking yep. to the Democrats because yep. moderate Democrats are in the majority, but they're stakeholders. They own co-ops, condos, homes. They are stakeholders. And so what we're saying is, no, the only way they listen is through civil disobedience. If you just have a demonstration, they know you're just releasing hot air. You're going to go away. But civil disobedience is the hallmark of the liberal democratic left. That's right. And we're using their same tactics. Well, good for you. Good for you. Now, I know something's happening at the mansion later today in a couple of hours. What what's what do you got cooking there? Oh, 2 o'clock today. It's Occupy Gracie Mansion. Remember you had Occupy Wall Street? Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, this is Occupy Gracie Mansion. Who's occupying it? Uh, I am and a whole bunch of other <laughs> fellow demonstrators. Now, how are you going to do that? Uh, I can't give you that information. <laughs> just, just uh, it's safe to say the mayor is never there. He says it's haunted. That's why he's never at Gracie Mansion. Really? It's and, haunted? Yeah. He's, he's, he, what he's doing is he's partying all over the place. But he did go on record as saying, you know, my staff said, uh, you're our general. You really should set the example. Invite some migrant fam families in. He said, I think I'm going to do that. Next day, they won't let me do it. You're the mayor of the city of all New right, York. right. They won't let you. Right. Oh, so yeah. we're going to tell so, him, yeah. you better take your fair share. Yeah, take your fair share. Plus, he's already talking about us. New Yorkers taking in the uh, illegals ourselves as if we don't know who they are. They haven't been vetted. We don't know who among them does whatever. And we shouldn't invite them into our nobody. Homes. Nobody picked up on that. Then he wanted the religious leaders to bring them into their mosques and their shuls and their church. Yep. Nobody picked up on that, even though he was paying a lot of money per day. Curtis Sliwa, always great to have you on the show. God bless. Take care. And you know what? Take care of yourself. I can't take care of myself <laughs> until we take care of our city, our state and our country. This is the Janine Bureau Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is my friend Tyrus, who is the reigning NWA World Heavyweight 
champ. Uh, he has a ring name of Broadus Clay. Uh, but he is also on Fox News. You've seen him a number of times, a lot of times, actually. Uh, you see him on the show Gutfeld, and uh, he wrote a great book, folks. And uh, I read it in a very short time. It is, uh, it, it really is great. Tyrus knows what I think of it. Uh, it's called Tyrus, the Memoir. Uh, and what I'd like to do is get Tyrus's take on what's going on in the country today. So, Tyrus, let's hit it. Uh, thanks for being with us today, this Sunday morning. Uh, talk to me about the mugshot. What, what's your take on the mugshot? What did you think? Uh, I was so surprised that probably the, one of the most photo human beings on the planet, uh, needed a mugshot. So clearly it was an attempt to, humiliate him or in, in some way um, show that they had their power and strength that they had him in check. But all they really did was probably start a string of mugshots across the country where everyone is taking a mugshot. Uh, <laughs> everyone on Twitter is changing their, uh, on social media is changing their bio picture to a mugshot. So, yeah. Uh, they never really learn. It's like every bad guy in every movie. They never really learn. Uh, there's ways to do things, and clearly they just keep showing their hand and attempting to humiliate the president. It didn't work. Uh, it's not going to work. And if anything, they've inspired voters, and they've turned off a lot of people who were – if you, your case was so strong, you wouldn't need the semantics and the dramatics. Like I said, it wasn't like we needed to know who he was. Yeah, we all knew he was, and I, I thought the best part of the whole thing is the picture he took. He stared dead in the camera. Uh, <laughs> you got to give him credit you know, for that picture. It, it was, it yeah, is a serious picture. What do you think he's thinking in that photo? Uh, probably, <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah, and, you know what? You, know, you took like the words. It was like he took a photo. He was in a fight. Like he was in a right before a super boxing match. You know, he took a he took a. a a face-off with his opponent, and well, he stared him right in the eye. No one would know that better than you, Tyrus. Uh, and the truth is, you took the words out of my mouth, uh, uh, or my mind, actually. Uh, I'm coming for you. There's no question about it. You know, uh, it's interesting. People are talking about some famous uh, 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 mugshots. Did you know Frank Sinatra had a mugshot? OJ, then, did you know that? Yeah, uh, a lot of people had mugshots for, uh, you know, when they were younger and stuff. But, again, none of them were presidents. Yeah. So I think that that's the thing that stands out to me. If you're the president of the United States, I don't think you need a mugshot. I think wherever you go, the detail of so, of Secret Service uh, in your airplane is a dead giveaway. So, <laughs> you know, again, this was like their mini victory. They probably were high-fiving, yep. uh, you know, and in anything, I think it just strengthened them. I think it's just, it's just the average American who's, Turn on the news and like, what is this? Yeah. Well, like, you know, the crazy part of it, Tyrus, is that, you know, the idea not only that they had to take a mugshot of, you know, a president of the United States, but he he's one of the most famous people in the world. I mean, you go to Bangladesh, they know who Donald Trump is. Yeah, they know who he is. Yeah. yeah. And uh and but now you're seeing people posting their photos uh behind that uh uh Georgia seal. Yeah, they started a trend. Yeah. They, they literally started a trend. Yeah. And here's the thing, you usually it's it's a weird thing because I, and I last night I had a, a stand-up. I did my stand-up show in Decatur, Illinois, and at the end uh, I do a Q and A with the audience. And one of the questions they asked me, "How did I feel about the president being arrested?" Mm -hmm. And I said, um, "See, the thing is, it's not about feelings. For me, it's about facts. 
and the other side is feelings. Oh, you can't argue true. their feelings, and they their their feelings are hurt, and he's mean, and he's all these things, and they say he does all these things, but it has nothing to do with facts. Mm-hmm. They could have did this if this. They could have done this January twenty twenty one. You know they right. could, but it was it was. They can't. When we look back on now today, twenty thirty years from now, it's going to be a very different story. Because he disrupted politics as we know it. Mm-hmm. Abe Lincoln was not popular, and I'm not comparing the two. But mm-hmm. Abe Lincoln was not popular when he did what he did. Mm-hmm. The Emancipation Proclamation. He was actually assassinated for it. Yep. But when we look back on him now, he's considered one of the greatest presidents of all time. And what President Trump has done is he's broke the chain. And that's on the Republican side and the Democrat side. He broke the good old boys club. And what I mean by that is there's no lobbyists coming up to President Trump going, here's a check for $1.2 million to put in your thing. And then when you get in, uh, my nephew needs a job. And if you could please push this agenda for me so I can get my companies and I can get some tax breaks and that stuff. President Trump didn't need their money. Right. He broke the code. Right. So right. when he said no, I'm not he disrupted the entire the entire food chain of politics. And there's no way they're gonna let that go. And I mean that's all the way from Mitch McConnell to Nancy Pelosi across the board. All these people that got into office weren't millionaires when they started, and now they are and what the biggest crime that President Trump is guilty of is exposing that. He changed the game. He made it transparent. We see it now. We see when we when they send $22 billion to Ukraine, we're no longer just saying, oh, we're now asking the questions. So where is Ukraine spending that money? Is it, are they laundering the American people's money? Yep. Are they taking our tax dollars, sending it over there, and then Ukraine is buying the missiles and the weapons from where? Yeah. From private things, from – from former generals, from former this, and then lo and behold, we'll look in their family tree and somebody's cousin or nephew or husband suddenly will have stocks in the companies that are building the, the uh, equipment or they're working for the company that's selling the He's exposed all that, and that's okay. what this is really about. Well, they can't the, have him in office again. The, the, they can have, cannot have him in office again, and, and they're doing everything like indicting him uh, four times in five months. And the craziest part of all this is that he is, as you say, Tyrus, the one who pulled back the veil. He is the one who showed the American people the corruption. And the idea that this Fanny or Fanny, whatever her name is, Willis, is charging a RICO against Donald Trump when the RICO should be charged against Joe Biden and his crime family, raking in millions of dollars from uh, our enemies, That whether it's Chinese companies connected to the Chinese Communist Party, Ukraine, Russia, uh, it goes on and on. But the, the truth is that uh, the politicization of the criminal justice system has become so normal now that it's starting to frighten me. We're now a third world country. You know, the left doesn't care and the left doesn't care about the border. The left doesn't care about what's going on uh, in this country as it relates to crime. They're not willing to stop it. They're all into social justice and cashless bail. And what happens to the American people? What happens to the American children who go to school in two weeks and have to share school with the children of illegals? And God bless the children. I have no problem with them. But we have to pay for teachers to speak their language. And they're not just from Mexico anymore. They're from, you know, Africa. And they're from India. 
India and Pakistan and Arab countries and Brazil. And, you know, we're, we're losing everything and everyone else who's not American is gaining. Well, it, it's, it's a great point, but it's not even where the child's from. It's the funding that's being taken away from our, our lower yep. economical children and families. Right. And on top of that, it's not so much you have to worry about them going to school with kids. It's grown men sitting in a tent in a fence 15 feet away from them, or in some cases on the same campus yep. as the school. Because they're always – but here's the thing. I always I always look at this and I say this isn't a Democrat thing because Democrats didn't do this. This is a socialist thing. Mm-hmm. They've taken over the Democratic Party. Moderate Democrats are are considered they're they're shunned and attacked now. Bill Maher, Joe Rogan, guys who were who were their politics haven't changed, but now they are considered oh they're they're as right winged as anyone who watches Fox News because all this is a smokescreen. Let the people we're all watching news on crime. We're arguing about pronouns. We're arguing about all this stuff. Meanwhile, while that's going on, the biggest money grab and change of of just fleecing of money they want they want the oil companies they want all the they want all that money so they can have the old money and the green piece, which is basically a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. And they they are telling that there's, they're not working with oil companies, not working with coal. They're not working with them to get to a point where 20 years from now, maybe we do have electric cars and that are safe, yeah. uh, that won't blow up when it gets cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not interested in that. They're interested in the money grab. They want to stop it so where everyone pours in. And I guarantee you that everyone sitting in, that's fighting for climate change and global and all this stuff will profit from this. They, the windmills, oh, of course. The windmills in, in the ocean were, are killing, killing the, the whales. Right. But they, where is the, but where's Greenpeace? Yeah. Well, not only that. Surfing around there protesting because it's, that's not important. That's just they're just breaking a few eggs. You know what, what this is? It's money. It's about money. You, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Tyrus. You know, it's like I, a few years back, they were all upset about some spider or something. I I don't re- remember. Uh, well, they pick an was animal a, every year. For, yeah. <laughs> and listen, you know me with my animals. You, you know love animals. I it. love animals. And I'm an environmentalist, and I understand all that stuff, but I'm practical. Mm-hmm. And. It was the spotted owl. Then it was the polar bear. But then the polar bears did the craziest thing. They were adapting. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're thriving. Here's, and it's, it's very simple. The climate has been changing forever. I just, you know, I was in Montana a few months ago, and I'm standing in a desert in Montana, and you can still see the fossil from when it was an ocean. You know, like time is constant. The planet is constantly changing. There's uh, the, the human, the United States' imprint is less it's the other countries that are doing it and even though they're doing it they're doing it on their side america has been very good and very responsible about taking care of the environment but they're not interested in that they put a child with no education at all to cry and say you're ruining my childhood while she's now having probably that she probably had one of the greatest childhoods of all time she's mm-hmm. flying private jets the entire world is kissing a little behind mm-hmm. and and the more and now she looks like a spoiled brat with no education but a scientist comes out and says actually we're fine the, it's changing and, and you know we might end up with uh i live in louisiana it could be in the next 20 years louisiana dries out and california gets starts getting moisture again that's how the planet works there's nothing we can do about it it's arrogant to well, say that we can control but it's not even about that it's just a way to launder money
Yeah, yep, it is all about the money. And, you know, it, it was interesting, Tyrus, and to kind of switch topics here it, when uh, uh, during the debate this past week, when Ramaswamy, when he was talking about the economy, he talked about drilling, fracking, burning coal and uh, stop apologizing for China and giving business to China. And and I just want to throw in a quick story here. I, I was in Europe uh, uh, this summer. I was in Malta. I've never been there before. And uh, they had all these little cars and there were a couple of electric cars and I, I said to the driver like a cab driver I said uh, what do you think of these electric cars he said to me they're terrible they catch fire all the time we don't want them but the government wants us to have them you know it's like there is this 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 tier above the average American the average European where they're all making money uh, and all the contracts on the, uh, wh- whether it's the battery that you can't even get insurance on or the battery that's the size of a chassis when it goes bad, it's an environmental hazard. You know, nobody knows what to do with it. But it's almost like it's a class fight now. It's not what it used to be. It's, it's, it's like the elites and the rest of us. What do you think? Well, they're trying to get a lock hold. They're trying to get a lock hold on the U.S. economy and the world economy. And, by trying to convince the average Joe that the world's ending and the only way to save it is to basically ruin everything in their normal day of life to invest in these Greenpeace cars and stuff that are not tested. You know, it's a lot like with a vaccine and stuff. They put something out so quick and they and they guarantee us that everything's fine. And then when we start seeing problems with it, they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Because in their 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 whole mindset is, well, if we break a few eggs and those eggs are lower are the poor people in this country yeah, or the middle class. And they don't want to be in the middle class. So it's about individual achievement. They just, they don't have the, the guts that Republicans had and oil men had. They bought up the oil fields. They built their companies. And, and, but we proffered from it. And if somebody walked in and started at the ground level, they could be a CEO in 20 years because that's the way America works. Mm-hmm. They don't want any of that. They want to take their success, take that money and put it in their pockets without doing the work without going through the the evolution to start from point A to get to Z. They want to start at Z. Mm -hmm. And they're not afraid of the fact that they want to put these batteries in school buses. Are you out of your mind? Oh, my gosh. Didn't we learn anything from when they they were all all the electric cars froze and stopped Mm -hmm. on the during that blizzard a few a year ago? Was it two years ago? Like they just. Hey, Tyrus. I did one of the first grand jury reports on school buses and talked about how our kids were literally being thrown through windshields because they didn't want to put seatbelts on school buses. I mean, because it's crazy. It's protecting the innocent in this country, protecting the middle class, the elimination of of the hardworking American and making them pay, you know, for uh, what is it? It's one hundred and thirteen billion dollars to Ukraine. And as you say, you know, how does it all work? You know, who who goes there? Why is everybody going to Ukraine? Nancy Pelosi, Randy Weingarten. uh, They're they're not going to, to check on people. They're going to advance their wallets. Exactly. Exactly. And yet, you know, we've got people in Maui. We know this week. I mean, there are still people that they may never be able to identify because they've been literally burnt to ashes and was seven hundred dollars a person. I mean, give me a break. Not even that. It was one of the saddest moments in uh, in our and in my lifetime uh, where I was ashamed 
to yep. say that uh, I was an American over the behavior of our president. That was embarrassing. Yep. That was unbelievable. Um, yep. The president of the United States, when he was asked about it, he said no comment because yep. apparently he thought uh, Maui was the name of his granddaughter because that was the same answer he gave when he was asked about her. No comment. So when a president says that and then he comes back, I don't want to be a distraction. Tyrus, we love you. I could talk to you for another, another hour and a half, but uh, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, everybody, you can get his book. Hey, Tyrus, you talked about a stand up. Where's your next stand up? Uh, my next one will be in uh, in California. Uh, yeah, it's just about my tour is just about so no, uh, Gulf Shores will be another one um, coming up. It's on if you go to my uh, social media uh, on Twitter, which is at Planet Tyrus, and click my link tree, will be all the dates of my stand up. All right, at Planet Tyrus, we love you. His shows are great, folks. I've been to them. He is a star. Tyrus, God bless. All right, take care. Thank you so much, Doug. All right, all right. thank you. And never forget, that's the promise we made. Join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Judge Janine. This is the Janine Bureau Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau. Okay, now it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. Okay, so here we are, uh, you know, almost a little more than a year away from the presidential election. And every year they tell us this is the most important presidential election. Uh, but this time it really is. What we're seeing today is president who is in cognitive decline, who is incapable, I believe, of running the country uh, and certainly incapable of even running a campaign. But he's in it. Uh, and you got to wonder why, uh, given his inabilities uh, and question who actually is running the White House. Uh, but we also have a situation where that candidate. Uh, Joe Biden, the sitting president, has indicted through his Department of Justice a former president of the United States, Donald Trump. And this week we saw uh, the the impact of a mugshot. You know, there were three other arraignments. We never saw the mugshot. This is a very real, concrete uh, evidence of their hatred of this man. Why not let him just run and see what the American people can vote for? We're not stupid. We know what's going on here. But no, they have to do everything they can for indictments in the last five months. Why? Why not in 2021? Why not in 2022? They had to wait until 2023 in the spring of 20 to start with their indictments. Uh, And, you know, we are also at a point where the issue is whether or not people have faith in the system and whether or not people have faith in election integrity. There's a lot going on. The most important thing that you can do is get involved. Make sure that you are on top of the issues. Make sure that you and and friends or just acquaintances talk about the election, what's coming up. It really is important. And as you heard from Curtis Lewa, we've had issues with the schools, uh, illegals in the schools causing you and your local school taxes to rise up. And we've got four candidates saying they would eliminate the U.S. Department of Education if elected. So uh, there's a lot of changes coming. 
We've got to change the Department of Justice, clean it up, the FBI, Department of Education. It's time to really be engaged. This time, it really matters. I'm Judge Janine Pirro. Thanks for joining us. I'll see you here next Sunday, same time, same place, same passion. Have a great day, everyone. Take care.